of the analysis, none of the nonsense. It's Early Edition with Tim Dower and One Roof. Be property prepared. News Talk ZB. Morning 521. I love a bit of cynicism. Thank you, Brian, uh, who's um, just... I think a weeny bit cynical with this comment. He says, uh, maybe the government should have a patch buyback scheme. The gun buyback scheme was such a success at removing dangerous weapons from dangerous people, says uh, Brian. And on the business of drug detection uh, dogs in schools, as we've just been discussing, uh, G says, hey, we had them at Selwyn College about 1975. Uh, we also had uh, undercover police, uh, undercover policewoman, marijuana the target, and they got a couple of students arrested. 1975. Wow. It's going back some. Thanks for those. We'll get to some more as we go through the program. Coming around 22 past five, a new report warning that not-for-profits will soon be at breaking point if they don't adapt. Grant Thornton says there's not a lot of understanding of law changes, financing organisations and getting staff top concerns in the not-for-profit sector, which is massive. Employs well over 140,000 people. I had no idea. Grant Nolan Foreman is director at LEAD, which is a centre for not-for-profit leadership. Grant, uh, Garth, good morning. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Tim. Does this line up with what you're seeing? Well, I think um, these non-profit organisations um, are certainly uh, uh, still as valuable as ever, but um, much more vulnerable than they have been for quite some time. Some of the biggest pressures really are the increasing compliance costs that have been put on them. Um, and whereas many of these groups just want to get on with the practical work of helping people and supporting their communities, um, and they haven't got the capacity to deal with all these additional pressures that are being put on them. Can you give me an example of the sort of organisations we're talking about and what they do? Um, well, uh, as, as you mentioned, they employ about 140,000 people. Um, but to put that in perspective, 90% of them employ no one. Uh, 90% of them are all volunteer organisations. So many of these are small groups uh, dependent on uh, people uh, giving up their time. Um, the, uh, some of the larger groups are very well known. Uh, like the uh, uh, Society for Protection of Cruelty to Animals, uh, Red Cross, um, IHC, but it also includes very small groups that uh, just work in the local neighbourhood, helping people or uh, cleaning up the environment um, or uh, promoting support activities for people to be involved in, so that they're making for a, a better community to be a part of. I guess the fact that it's voluntary uh, to a large extent, as you described there, and amateur, uh, if I can use that word, not in a derogatory way, it, it perhaps explains why people don't keep on top of all the legislative change. Uh, yes, I think the, uh, the government has not been very good at uh, explaining or engaging um, with these volunteers and the rest of the sector about the um, changes that are being uh, imposed on them. And there have been uh, a wave of changes. Each year we seem to find more and additional compliance requirements uh, put upon these groups, uh, many of which we think are, are quite unnecessary. There was a big review that's just come out um, uh, that took far too long to do and uh, of Charity Act, of the Charities Act in uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And basically um, it came up with very little of use to the organisation's 
that it was supposedly reviewing. Four out of the five top concerns that these organisations raised were not picked up by the review. It was very much a case of uh, the regulator was fiddling with its regulations while the charities are burning. We've got about 30 seconds. What, needs to, what, are, we, what are we going to lose if uh, these organisations start to fail? Um, well, I think we lose the glue in society. Um, but I'm very confident these organisations will not fail because uh, you mentioned they're amateur. Uh, that comes from the Latin word for doing it for love. And that's what motivates, and that's a very powerful force. And that's, that's a what beautiful, uh, makes that's our society a, a good right. place to live in. That's a beautiful way to put it, and I appreciate it. Garth Nolan Foreman, Director at LEAD, one of the not-for-profit centres.